We've all heard of the phrase best practice, or as it's often used after research, evidence-based practice. Not all current teachers know what that best practice may be because they are uninformed about the newest research, or professional development hasn't been provided to them. That certainly holds true for many special education teachers. We met up with Unru Zhao from WSU Tri-Cities, and she goes over some of the latest evidence-based practices that exist in special education, specifically with students on the autism spectrum. Education Eclipse starts now. Education, news, and research. These are the conversations happening inside education, athletic training, sports science, and sport management that are going to transform each. It's Education Eclipse from Washington State University. I'm back here on Education Eclipse and I'm joined by Unru Zhao who is in the Tri-Cities campus and is doing some fantastic work researching evidence-based practices by special education professionals who specifically they work with one specific population in your research and, and who is that? So uh, they are students with autism spectrum disorders. Okay and the purpose of the study was to investigate how they use certain strategies uh, with their students that are, I guess, on the, the autism spectrum. What specifically were you trying to, to find out? So uh, basically there are two uh, major group teams, like around the U.S., they, they identify what are some evidence-based practices uh, for students with autism spectrum disorder. So my study focused on like how often in classroom or like just in education that special education professionals they use those strategies because there will be some reason that they use some strategies more often or not use them so basically it's like how often they use those strategies and what, re what are some reasons that they are not used uh, specific strategies in either their classroom or in the setting in school settings. Yeah, when we talk about evidence-based practices, obviously it reasons to believe that they that we know that these are certain things that could work. Have you discovered why some of these evidence-based practices um, so far are, are not being used by some special education professionals? Yeah, so basically from our study, we find uh, three particular themes coming up from um, special education professionals. So there it's like one specifically, it's that they don't have the time, resource, or materials to implement those strategies. And there may be like, they don't have enough training, like efficient uh, preparation from their teacher preparation program or in their professional development. The third one is like, maybe it's just the student's ability level do not warrant additional or direct instruction. So maybe students' um, ability is high enough so they don't need to use that specific, because we are using uh, 25 practice in the study. So there are some um, strategies maybe just use for, they, they will prefer to use for younger children. So may not fit the grade level they are working with or like students level uh, is lower then like they can use that strategy those type of uh, are the things that why they don't use the strategies with um, the students. Do you find that with the special education professionals that when they lack one of these themes that you mentioned that they actually lack oftentimes multiple themes so a person who is maybe they don't have as much preparation are also more likely to say, I don't have time? Hmm, that's very interesting question. I probably have to look at that up and then see what's like, if there is some like um, 
consistent thing coming up across like participants because now we kind of just find out what are some common things across like the whole group but then really go back and compare like if this are from the same person or something because they what happened is like whenever they uh, they they respond that they didn't use that strategy, they will also address the reason why. Yeah, so it's not every strategy. If they they click like uh, they use it very often, like if they use it daily or if they use it weekly, they don't got that extended question. Let's talk about methodology then. So are they responding to a survey or a questionnaire or something? Yeah, so they basically respond to a questionnaire. So it's like a survey. So they they have all the 25 um, specific evidence-based instructional strategies listed. And I also have like a, a definition with each uh, listed strategy. So we are on the same page with the participants. So they know which specific strategies. If they Maybe they use it, but they didn't know the name of it. So they we are on the same page with them. How many uh, of these special education professionals did you um, did you give this this questionnaire to? Uh, basically, uh, it's more like a convenient, simple. So we send out through our uh, like uh, the regional. I would say like the school district around our campus. So it's like in. Um, from the school district, special education directors of several school districts in the Washington, the state of Washington, and also from graduate lists uh, with special education endorsement from our university. And also, like, I have a, a relationship with one of the Southern Western State University and then ask them to send out to their graduate list, too. Yeah, so basically it's convenient, simple, so it's not really, I cannot really identify how many, I know like we have about 144 uh, participants, but like we, in this particular study, we have 85 complete the whole survey. With the results of this research, what are you hoping will occur? Is this, is this maybe an opportunity for more professional development for, for these special education professors or uh, teachers, uh, or what, what is the... I guess the the hope that you and um, Michael Dunn is one of the other professors working on this. So is Brenda Barrio. But what is what is the hope of of you three? So we are hoping to like this can inform our teaching practice. I mean, like from university level or from the teacher preparation program, and also like we can contribute this to like professional development. So uh, probably giving this result to the school district so they know what are some straight strategies their teachers say like they don't have uh, enough like professional development or they didn't have like enough knowledge to pre in implement that or some are the strategies they may need technology support so see if that those are something that we can inform just um, not only our teacher preparation program but also the school district so they know what are some materials or resources they would need to provide to their teachers in order for them to implement some of the evidence-based practices. All right. Thank you so much for letting me know more about this. Uh, good luck with the rest of your research, and, and uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to Education Eclipse, a College of Education podcast from Washington State University.